Okay, well, welcome back. Uh, hopefully you were able to join us for our uh, first uh, podcast. We're titling this uh, podcast series, Parenting, Discipleship, and Thriving or Surviving. And uh, like yesterday, uh, well, yesterday, our, our last podcast, we did um, uh, the, our, the parents that were sharing their experience. It, it was more about the surviving piece. And uh, actually, I felt I found it very refreshing uh, to hear struggles. I feel like so much of what we see in uh, not just in pandemics and quarantines, but in life in general, like in the social media, we, we kind of only see when our parenting is going great. Uh, so honestly, to hear uh, our parents' struggles uh, in our first podcast was kind of refreshing for me. There's just kind of grace for, for me as a parent to not do things perfectly. Uh, so, yeah, I'm just going to pass it on. Uh, Beth Ann uh, Lesseft is our children's ministry director, and she's going to uh, introduce our panel again and uh, kind of tell us where we're headed in today's conversation. Okay, thanks, Todd. So, yeah, we have the Olsons, Beth Ann and Nick, and they've got um, three kids. Two are in preschool, and they've got one in elementary school. And then we've got the notaries, um, Matt and Annie. And all three of their kids are in elementary school this year. So, um, and then lastly, we have the stand-ins with us, um, Jamie and Lauren. And they, they have our widest spread. So they've got a middle schooler and they've got one in elementary school. And then they have one still in preschool. So thanks for joining us. Um, I hope that um, everybody was able to listen to the first um, at, podcast that we did. Um, we talked a lot about some of the real struggles that everyone's experiencing. So we're going to transition to a time of hopeful, hopefully some encouragement. So I want to ask you guys, I want to hear about some ways that you guys have been able to preach the gospel to yourselves um, that's been unique to this specific season and how might you encourage parents who are listening and really struggling to have faith or maybe even um, maintain their sanity in this season? I think for me and maybe for both of us, um, we've been just trying to, as we juggle responsibilities between um, uh, work and being um, a father and a a mother um, and just being homeowners and just trying to manage different things. Um, the first thing that stands to comes to mind is the idea that if, if one of our kids is looking for interaction with us, I'm, I'm trying my best to, um, honor that and just kind of either give, um, a response that says, let me finish what I'm doing here and then we'll connect. Uh, we'll go play that game or, or do what you were wanting to do, play outside, something like that. Um, so, you know, for me, I'm just trying to um, take advantage of this time to be closer with my kids um, and uh, just kind of let them, you know, let them not be discouraged too much of just seeing us at home, but like not being available to them. Um, you know, it's a very different environment. Um, our middle son, Nathaniel, um, probably would at the beginning of this would probably say he was most concerned. Um, he seems to be the one who um, gets worried about changes um, more easily than our other two. And uh, 
so just trying to you know just walk alongside of him closely with all this um you know ha i think has been um, a priority for both of us and i think with the extra time like we've been able to uh, be more consistent with like a short family devotion um you know we had picked up this book earlier and um you know we have we'll like start family devotions and then like it'll last a little while and then we lose sort of the momentum or we lose the routine of it um but with I'll our um yeah with our always being home um we're really thankful for the quarantine actually <laughs> <laughs> it's probably our longest stretch you know of like being consistent every day um and like we really haven't uh even it hasn't necessarily even been the same time every day um which like previously we used to have to say okay we're gonna do it at this time because everybody's schedules were everywhere but like now we could do it at breakfast, lunch, or dinner, you know, or we can- We're all three. Yeah. <laughs> uh, wow. Super spiritual. Over yeah. <laughs> super, super. Um, But yeah, so, I mean, that's been really great. And we've just been doing a really simple book called um, Indescribable. And uh, I think the Olsons did, did yep. Yep. but um, it's the kid, it's really engaging, you know, and it's been, it's been good. It's just a short little, story a little um fun fact and a little prayer and um it's been really good and there have been some connections you know just my happenstance and so um it's always really great to you know see how god's working in that way um when something comes up that you weren't expecting so yeah, one of the ways that um i feel like yeah, we've been able to really see the truth of scripture um, connect with our kids is just in their grieving process. So our kids love school and um, all three of them really, I had just the most fabulous teachers this year. And this is our second year at this, at Jarrett town where we are. And so we were finally getting plugged in. They're finally getting friends. And, um, and then it just feels like the rug was pulled out from under us. And so even myself, like I really, really grieved just the loss of these amazing teachers for my kids and just feeling like, Oh, they're missing out on so much. And, and the kids kept saying over to me a number of times, like, I'm just, I'm just so sad. Like I just want school. And, and so to talk, with them about the fact that yeah it's okay to feel sad and we have a god who wants us to come to him with these feelings and um i have these kids books that were mine as a kid i tried to check and see they're out of print but they're the psalms for kids and um gabriel and i especially have been reading them a lot together and he'll even say to me yeah i, I feel like this but, it, you know, he can make the connection that he knows that God is still there, that God wants to, you know, hear his tears, hear his frustration. So that um, has been, a, yeah, unforeseen um, bright light in the midst of us. That's a cool gift. I feel like in our culture, we're so about being comfortable that most, I, I grew up not knowing about lament uh, because we were busy making ourselves comfortable all the time. So. Mm -hmm. It's like you know, your kids are learning lament in the season, uh, which is a really meaningful thing. That's cool. And something for me that I think has been impactful for me in, in this time has been I recently reread C.S. Lewis' The Screwtape Letters. 
And, um, you know, if you're not familiar with the book, it's, it's written in the form of one demon writing a letter to another demon as that second demon is supposed to be trying to tempt a human. Um, and uh, there was a line that I read. Uh, this, was, this was actually probably before the quarantine even started, but it's just been something that I've been meditating on. It's just stuck in my head. But it was, it was basically um, the, the demon was saying, you, you have to get your human to be thinking about what will happen to them because you know god just wants them concerned about what they do um you know but we want them concerned about what will happen and you know i think i think we can probably all relate to being concerned about what will happen right now in the the, in a pandemic situation what what's gonna what's the future gonna be like and i don't i don't think i'm a person who normally spends a lot of time worrying about the future um but in this situation it's like unavoidable to be worrying about the future and um you know, something that I've been thinking a lot about is how, how do I focus my energy on what I can do? Um, and, and then trying to sort of, you know, take that mentality into parenting as well and talking to my kids about, you know, these are things maybe that we, that feel difficult for us to not have school, to not be able to see our friends. You know, what, what can we be doing? What does God want us to do? How does he want us to behave in a way that's loving to, um, the people around us in our community. And so that's why we might have to take these steps and do things that, that don't seem like fun and seem really difficult to us. Yeah, I think when I think about what's different in this kind of unique time on how the gospels more come out to us and, and to me specifically is really on the God's love for us and, and more thinking on the unconditional side that we, I feel, I know, but in times when our kids are constantly nagging or constantly around or constantly whatever, to think of us in that same capacity and, and God looks out on us. And unfortunately I had, don't have the, you know, I had the unconditional love, but not that reaction every time, but God does have that reaction. I think that's been really reassuring as we've been going through this for me to think of so much of this when I look at what we're going through and, and the lessons that are hopefully coming out of this is is hey I I can be a better father but also it it shows much more about how just incredible God's love is through this mm-hmm. because he's got all of us as kids he's got all of us nagging and asking nine million questions mm-hmm. like we we put limits to the amount of questions our kids can ask certain days because it just gets too <laughs> much but like God, we do that to God day in and day out. And yet he doesn't have that reaction of, nope, that's enough. Stop. His, his is the other one, which is just keep coming back. And I think that's been very cool to try and try and soak in focus in incredibly hard to sit in it and, and really try and feel that. But that's been something I've been trying to focus in on is, is understanding on, you know, as a father looking down on kids, my reactions to be much more, more like what he would react than what my my gut my sin reaction is to be that's been an, a very cool time now that i don't think i would have taken the time to sit in and i think now with this time and with us all being around each other all the time then it is it's it it, it exemplifies just how much that is difficult for me to to feel i think it's actually been a blessing just to slow down um the the pace and the not constantly having to be running here and there and having all the other things that are usually occupying my mind during the day has been a blessing. Um, I read something in my study Bible last week that I keep 
coming back to, and it said, meditating on God's grace produces thankfulness. And just realizing that the, the more my brain isn't occupied by other things, that I'm able to meditate on God's grace and I'm able to be, see the ways, the things that we have to be thankful for and just being reminded that there's so much uncertainty right now, but I just keep coming, like God is the constant and God is the certainty and God is the known um, in this time where everything feels so up in the air and unknown. And it really feels like life changes daily. Yeah. That every day when we wake up, something is different from the way it was before. Um, so just that reminder that God is unchanging has been really helpful for me. Mm. Yeah. Thanks for sharing, guys. I know. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it can feel for me kind of almost like a struggle to even find that space um, right now to really rest in the Lord. And um, I know for me, just struggling with comparison, even like just seeing... Um, I don't know what, what other people are doing or what, uh, you know, you know, like Todd mentioned, the social media thing can kind of make you feel like everyone else has it figured out. Um, and, um, yeah, just reminding myself of, of that identity in Christ, you know, um, has been a struggle to even find the space to say to myself, okay, like you are, I made you the way I wanted to, I didn't make a mistake, you know, so. Um, I appreciate you guys sharing um, even the way that you felt like the Lord encouraged.